Welcome everyone to the Oveh Torah Daf Yom Yishur. Today's Yishur is Daf Tet Bav. We will begin on Tet Bav, on Yudal Amun Bet at the bottom Tashma. Today's uh, um, Tashma is um, about five lines in the bottom of the page of Yudal Amun Bet. Today's daf is available. Anyone who would like the tremendous zechut of sponsoring today's class, please contact Mr. Victor Savag. He'll be happy to help you set you up with this tremendous zechut. Um, we begin. Tashma. Tamar biyucham menuri hechalachazu ravechet b'israel. Yechonuri says, how could this law of the tzara of the tzara, the co-wife of the erva, that it goes out, that it doesn't cause her trouble in, in Klai Yisrael. Nasa kedivir bet if you follow bet shamai, havlad mamzer divir bet the kid becomes mamzer according to bet Like we said yesterday, if you follow bet shamai and you marry the tzara to the brother, if, if Tzipor marries Shimon, the kid's a mamzer according to bet and if we follow by Tilel and we just take the girl and we let her marry Jimmy, some other strange guy, the kid is not allowed to marry a Kohen according to Bet Shemai. So whatever you do, you cause trouble. Let's make a rule for the Tzadot. Everyone's happy. Bet Shemai says, okay. You did. You were supposed to marry the guy, but you did chalitza, so it's okay. Now, you, now you're free. And Betelel will say, you didn't have to. You couldn't marry anyone you want. You just went to a shoe store. Good. Come on, chalitza. What? And she wants to marry the brother-in-law. She can marry him. No. Oh. We said that last time. If you try that, but you're only alav. This is my chokah. If you're alav only, or even the co-wife's alavs. That's the question. Okay. Or oh, the brothers of okay. Lo espiku ligmor et kula. Lo espiku ligmor et adavar. What if he didn't get to finish the thing? Oh, so Rechem and Nuri wanted to do that. But lo espiku ligmor et adavar. He didn't get to finish the thing. I mean, he didn't get to finish his takana. Achin jafasha until problems happened and they couldn't get involved. They couldn't do it. Either it was Romans or who knows what kind of problem we said yesterday. So Rashbag said, what are we going to do about the Tzadot who were before this? You, Rabbi Nochem Minuri, want to do this now. But what do we do about the Tzadot who were before this? So say the If you say, if you say that the, that the Bet Shemai did what they was what they said they were going to do, that's why it says, "What should we do to them?" Meaning, there's people who did it. What do we do with them? Makes sense. Eliyahu lost. Who might not might not say? If you're claiming that the Bet Shemai never did what, the, never married the co the the, the 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 brother, never let the co-wife marry the brother. So then, why why would Rashbag say, what are we going to do with these ladies? He never did it. Says Gemara, Amar of Nachman Yitzhak, 
und Israel zerschwer. We're worried about the Tzara herself. Not the, we're not worried about someone who married the co-wife and they had a kid, because no one did. So what are you worried about? Worried about a co-wife herself. Meaning, these Sarot who marry Jimmy's, like Bet Hillel, Bet Hillel says you can marry a strange guy, according to Bet Shemai, what are we going to do for them? Meaning, you want to go and make a rule that everyone is going to have to do Chalitza, to fix everyone according to everybody. But we're worried now, really no one ever did like Bet Shemai. But we're worried that if we start this rule, we're going to have to, going forward, it will be good. We'll make everyone do Chalitza. But going backwards, the people who followed Bet Hillel and already married Jimmy, what are you going to do with them? You say, well, come, um, Mrs. So-and-so, yes, please come into Betin. Why? Uh, well, we made a new rule that everyone's got to do Chalitza in your situation. So come in and do Chalitza. Do Chalitza, I'm a married lady. I'm married to Jimmy. Yes, come and do Chalitza anyway. Well, if you do that, Jimmy's going to say, my wife is going to do Chalitza with a strange guy. Well, it's my wife, what are you making her? And then you're going to make Jimmy upset with his wife. And that's going to cause Shalom Bayit problems. So, mana, really, nobody ever did like Bet Shemai. They did like Bet Hillel, everybody. And they all married Jimmy's. But when he said, what should we do? It's what you do to, to the lady herself who's married to Jimmy. How are we going to stop avoid getting Jimmy upset? That's what we meant. We don't mean what we do with the mom Zerim, with the kids. We meant what to do with her herself. You following? Yeah. Okay. She's going to be disgusted on her husband. Says, Uma, son, let her get disgusted. We want to fix it up. Who cares what Jimmy thinks? No? It says that Hashem's ways are ways of peace, are ways of pleasantness, and all his roads are peace. And therefore the Torah wouldn't make, we wouldn't make a, a gezerah that causes no shalom bayit. That was the question. It's real, but really we could say that they never did, yeah. Bet Shemai never did the thing. Okay? They never really married. Right. Know. That's according to this video. Right. Tashma bringing another proof that they must have done it. Tamar of Tarfon, Ta'aveni, Matai Tavot, Sarota Badli Di, Vasiana. Rabbi Tarfon once said, he's like, he said, I can't wait till this case of Tzaratabat, which is the famous Machloka Betchamai Betelel, the co wife of the daughter. I, I can't wait till the co-wife of the daughter comes in my hands and I'll marry her. Now we're assuming that he means that like Bet Shammai. And he means that his brother will die and I'll marry the co-wife and I'll show that the halacha is like Bet Shammai. So you see that the Bet Shammai used to do it. Because he's waiting for it to happen, the rabbi. Where it says, Emma va'asiena. Bet Shemai says that when Reuven dies without kids, the 15 one, the, the 15 girl can't marry the brother, but the tzara can. Okay. That's Bet Shemai. So, the co wife can, right? Sipora can. So, um, 
this the fact that Rabita Fon said, I can't wait for it to happen. I'm 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 is a proof that they do it. Mm-hmm. Right? Versus no. It doesn't mean and I'll marry her, meaning it'll happen to my brother. If it happens to somebody, I'll marry her to a Jimmy. That's what it meant. To show that Beit is right. Didn't he say, I can't, didn't he say, I'm, 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 uh, I'm desiring it. Desiring sounds like he wants to marry, not that he wants to marry her off. When he says he's desiring, he's desiring to show not like Rabbi Yochum Menuri. Because Rabbi Yochum Menuri had said, make her to Chalitza, to cover all the bases. I can't wait for it to happen to not do Chalitza and marry it in Jimmy just to show, show Rabbi Yochum Menuri that he's wrong. That's what he meant to say. Okay? So uh, we try to bring that as a proof that they did it, but it's not a proof. Okay? Because we could always say that that meant to marry her to Jimmy, not to marry her himself. Okay? Next. Jimmy's not a real name. We're just saying it's I know, so that's, uh, that's the Yeah. Tashma, Ma, Ma said there was a story, Bibi Tosh Rabban Gamliel, Rabban Gamliel's daughter, Shaitan Nisu'al Abba Achiv, who was married to his brother Abba, Umet Belobanim, who died without kids, Vibem Rabban Gamliel Tzalata, and Rabban Gamliel married the co wife. You see, they did it. Rabangel's daughter married to Abba. He died without kids, and Rabangel married the co-wife. Okay. So, so you see, did Bechamai did his thing? Did, 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 did boom? Yeah, to the to, to see power. It's no good. But it says Vitisbera. Rabangel with the Bechamai. Is Rabangel Bechamainik? Come on. Ella Shani Betul Rabangel the Ioni Tava. Mo must it's a different case. Must be the daughter of Rabban Gamliel was different because she was an Ailonit. And we said that an Ailonit is not really considered a marriage, and therefore it's not a place of marriage, and you can marry the Tzah. Only means it's under 12, right? <coughs> <Okay>. <coughs> no, is above 12, but she's not, she doesn't develop. She, okay, she can't have kids. Yeah. Says the Gemara, Achim Omrim, how can you say that? Because the Seifa of that Brita says that other rabbis say that the daughter was an Ilonit, which sounds like the first rabbis hold that she wasn't an Ilonit and still he married her. So you see, he follow, followed Bet Shammai, good. Says, what up? Which means the machloket between the Reisha and the Seifa is not whether or not she was an Ilonit. It's whether or not Abba knew she was an Ilonit before he married her. So, in one of them they said that Abba didn't know she was an Ilonit. And therefore, the marriage was no good. In the other one, they said, no. Abba knew she was an Ilonit, and still, when you marry an Ilonit, it's not a, not a marriage, and therefore, you're allowed to marry the co-wife. Okay. 
But either way, it was only because of Ailonit, and not because it was like Bet Shammai. Because Rabban Gamliel was not going like Bet Shammai. But it was just, the reason why there's two sides of the Braita is whether or not he knew before he married her, or he only found an after he married her. That's the two sides, but not... You with me? Okay. That's answer number one. That really no one ever did like Bet Shammai. And Rabban Gamliel didn't either. It was, she was an island according to both sides. It's just a question of what before. Answer number one. Answer number two. Ibaite. Another answer. Kines ubsof kiresh ikebinayu. Going to this chat. Really. Really, Acherim. The safer of the Brighta is the one that says she was an Ironit. And the Reisha does not say she was an Ironit. Oh, so then if so, according to the Reisha, you see clearly that Rabbi Gamaliel holds like Bet Shammai, because he married the co-wife. No. The Reisha holds that, yes, yeah, she wasn't an Ironit, but she was the divorcee who he remarried, which means Rabbi Gamaliel's brother, Abba, according to the According to the Sefer, married his daughter who was an Ilonit. And that's why he, mar- he married the co-wife when he died. According to the Reisha, Evangelion's brother had married Evangelion's regular daughter, not Ilonit daughter, divorced her, and re- she married someone else, divorced that guy, and he married her, remarried her illegally. And that's why the marriage wasn't a marriage. She made the first guy, Rashi says, "The Tanakama, according Tanakama, Aidesh Giresh Achiv Shetpito Kodem Mita Avishikvar Kines and Ochrit Vayutzerot Zu Al Zu Mutarot. However, Giresh Telvad himself." Oh, he, according to the cases, it's a little different. The case is that the brother divorced her before he died, and therefore it allowed it. Okay? But according to Acherim, since he married, since they were married together for a little bit, it makes the co-wife Hasur. That's the Machloket, okay? Another way to explain, way number, version number three to explain the Machloket of Rabban Gamaliel's daughter is, Yesh Tanai Bibiya Ekebinayu. I just want to see one thing. Oh, the case over here is that 
Rabam Gamliel's brother married his daughter with a condition. A condition that she doesn't have any, let's say, she has no blemishes on her. And then, when he married her, he saw that, that it did, the condition didn't work. Let's say she had a blemish, let's say. And the question is, whether or not, whether or not you can make a condition after you had relations with her. Tanakama says, listen, yeah, I had relations, but I didn't realize that she had this condition, therefore it doesn't work. The other one says, listen, conditions work if you just checked it out, but once you actually had relations, the conditions pop off, and therefore you marry it no matter what. And that's the machlok between the two. Okay. Mativ Rav Mesharshia. Mesharshia asked the question, again, another question on this thing that, again, so far we're good that Bet maybe never did, never did what they said. They never actually acted on it. There's a famous story of Bikiva. So let me explain to you the case over here. There's another machlok of Betelel, which appears in Mesechet Roshana. Whether or not the Roshana for fruits is on Tu Bishvat or the first of Shavat. Okay? Betelel says the first, Betelel says Tu Bishvat. Okay? And there was a story about Rabbi Akiva that he picked his etrog on the first of Shvat, which, according to Beit Hillel, is still last year. So it takes Maaser like last year, so it would be Maaser, let's say, Ani. And, uh, and according to Beit Shammai, it's already the new year, so it would be Maaser Sheni. Okay? So let's say three years, three and four. Right? Mm-hmm. And Rabbi Akiva says, well, since I picked it, my etrog, on that day, I'm going to take two maasers. Take one maaser ani and one maaser shani. Even though you only need one, really, you should follow bet yilel and only take maaser. Maaser, well, as if it's the 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 old year. Yes, maaser ani. Echad kedivrei bet shemay, echad kedivrei bet yilel. So you see that we did, we did, we, the Beit Shammai did like their thing. Yes, we didn't see it in our case of, of uh, Yibum, but we see in this case of Etrog. Why would Rabbi Akiva take both Meisers? He's going like Beit Shammai. Says the Gemara. Rabbi Akiva, Gemara is tapik definitely only followed Beit But the reason why he took two masses, or he wasn't sure what the right version of the Mishnah was. Was it the Bet Shammai says the first Ashvat? Or Bet Hillel was the one for the first Ashvat? So since he, since he wasn't sure which one was Bet Hillel, he did both. But had he known for certain which one was Bet Hillel, he would just follow Bet Hillel, he wouldn't follow Bet Shammai. Therefore, Bet Shammai never followed the things. Okay? Next. Moti Mozutra, Mozutra asked the question, he says, Mal said, there's a famous story. Shiyalda at what age do you have to start bringing a kid into the sukkah? 
Beit Hillel says, as soon as the kid's old enough for chinuch, he's six, seven years old, he understands what's going on, you have to bring in the sukkah. That's Beit Hillel. Beit Shammai says, even as soon as he's born, you have to already bring him to the sukkah, eat in the sukkah. And there's a famous story that Shammai's daughter-in-law, his son's wife, when she had a baby on Sukkot, she opened up the roof in the house, put skach there, and sat there with the baby to nurse the baby. So you see that they follow on their actions. You see it? Yeah, they, they do what they they're doing. They're doing it. You can't, don't tell me they didn't. Why did Shammai's daughter-in-law open up the... The skach. But she said, no. Listen, listen. Bet Shammai never followed their actions. So why did she do that? They do follow their actions in a place where it's not obvious to the passerby. Generally, they don't follow their actions. So in the Tzara case, they would never marry um, Shimon. They would marry, they would marry because then it's obvious they married the father of Shemai. But in a case where it could look like something else, they would. So in this case, it looks like she's hot. So she opened the roof to uh, get a little air. That's why she did it. And they, but but she would but we could still stick to our guns that Bet Shemai wouldn't follow his rule. In a case where people would notice what he's doing, okay. There's another machuk about connecting two mikvahs, which means if you have a kosher mikvah with 40 sa'ah of rainwater, then you have another pool next to it with 40 sa'ah of non-kosher mikvah water. Okay? It's water, but it's been, the water has been filled up with a utensil, which is not kosher for a mikvah. Now, Beit Yilel says that if you connect the two with this, with a hole the size of two fingers, okay? okay? That connects the water and makes it that both mikvahs are now kosher. Since you connected the pool of drawn water to the rainwater through a hole that's at least two fingers, you're, both mikvahs are kosher, not just the kosher one. They're both kosher now. So if it's less than two fingers, not less than two fingers, it's not a connection. So the bigger hole is better. Yes, but it's got to be at least two fingers. But Bet Shemai says, no. It's got to be rov of the wall. Which means that if the wall in between the mikvahs is three feet long, you have to have at least one and a half and a little bit feet of a hole. Otherwise, it doesn't work. Wait, I don't get it. I mean, extra water or? The hole. The hole has to be, let's say the hole in between the two mikvahs is six feet wide. The, the, the wall in between the mikvahs is six feet wide. Okay. I need a three plus break in the wall. Three feet plus. Breaking the wall in order for the mix to be connected. Otherwise, you can't. You can only dip in the kosher one. You can't dip in the non-kosher one. Oh, because well, cannot two fingers. It has to be much bigger. Okay. Yeah. So uh, let's hear the story. Another question. Oh, bitch! Am I didn't do what he wanted? What do you mean? Mati Mozuchu Mozuchu asked the question. Ma'aseh. There was a story. Beshoket Yehu with the mikvah of Yehu Shaitab Yerushalayim, which was in Yerushalayim, which had less than forty sas, so it wasn't a kosher mikvah. But it was it was open to a mikveh, had a hole to a mikveh. And all the taharot of Yerushalayim 
they dipped the kilim in this shokit, which was less than 40 sa'ah, but it was attached to a kosher mikvah with a hole. And Beit Shammai sent his messengers, and they cracked it open, and they made it bigger. Because most. So you see that Beit Shammai followed their rules, why they crack it open to be bigger. If they follow Beit Hillel, they should just rely on the hole. Why did they crack it open? Did you follow what I just said? Yeah, they, he made it bigger because he didn't... That means they followed, that means they did it. They didn't just sketch it, they, they did it. Through. Yeah, I said no. And we know Betelel holds that two fingers that could turn around is enough. And we're not following that, so you see they followed. I said, no. When, they, when someone sees him breaking the, mikvah, the wall over there of the shoket, shoket is like a trough that animals uh, drink from. Right? So they were dipping all the kilim there, and Betelel made it bigger. So someone see you make it big, you know what they think? We need more water. They're not going to think, oh, it's not connected. I mean, the difference between this much and... This yeah, but they're just going to think, oh, he, these guys need more water in the trout. That's all they're doing. Oh, like they're not going to think that he's... Yeah. Tashma, bring your proof. Okay, here's the story. When I was uh, learning Torah with Yochanan ben Achorni, Ra'iti, I saw Shaya Ochel Pat Chareva. He was eating dry bread, Bemelach, with salt, Bishnebatzorit, in the years of famine. He was eating dry bread and salt. Bati Vodatit Abba. I told my father, Rabbi Tadok, what was going on? Amalo, Halech Lozatim. So my father told me, here, here's some olives. Bring him olives, Hazit. He only has dry bread and salt. Bring him some olives. We got olives. Bring him olives. Okay. I brought him the olives. He saw that they were wet. The olives were wet. Olives, now, in those days, most, most big rabbis would be careful with only eating tahor foods. When he saw that the olives were wet, he thought that they were possibly that once they got wet, if somebody puts water on them, then they become eligible to get get tamerified. So maybe they got tamerified. So he decided he's going to refuse them. Amali and ani ochelzotim. He told me I don't eat olives because he was worried that maybe they got tamerified. Since they got wet, they're eligible to get tamerified, and they might have got tamerified. Had they been dry, he would have know that they can't. I've gotten time I thought he would have eaten them. But when he saw they were wet, he didn't eat them. There's no way to make it untamified? No, once you got untamified, you can't untamified foods. Okay. But maybe he didn't get them. But he's worried. He's, he's that type of rabbi, even though he's only eating dry bread. Now, Bati v'hodati et Abba. So Elizabeth Sadok says, I went to go tell Rabbi Sadok what happened. Amali, so he told me, Lech emorlo chavit nikuva haita. Ela shistemoshmanim. Go back and tell Rabbi Yochanan Achorni that there was a drain hole at the bottom of this barrel of olives. Which means, if there's a drain, but it just got stuffed up by the, the pieces. Why is that? 
Because there's a drain hole that's indicating that the owner of the keg of olives did not want them to get wet. That's why he made a hole to let the, 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 the juice slip out of. And if the owner doesn't want it to get wet, because he put a hole in the bottom, then even if it gets wet, if the owner didn't want it to get wet, it, does, it still can't get tamerified. So go tell him that there was a hole in the bottom of this thing. And this way he'll know that the owner didn't want the water there, and therefore it cannot get tamerified, and he'll go eat olives with red. You with me? Yeah, yeah. But it was wet. It doesn't make a difference because the owner doesn't want to. If water goes on that the owner doesn't want, it can't get tamer. Oh, okay, fine. You understand? If, let's say I have olives and you pour water in my olives, but I didn't want that. It's not, it's not, it can't get tamer. I know, I got it. Right? If it's not, chavich does a team googling, right? If you have uh, a barrel of olives that are uh, tight in there, Beit Shemai says, answer is not kev. Beit Shemai says, you don't need a hole. You need a hole. But they both agree that if it has a hole and it got closed, that's a tahor. Now, also, when something gets wet, it depends what it gets wet with. The rule is the only seven liquids that make you, make it, the wetness tameable. Yad shachadam. Yayin, now one of them, wine, milk, oil, a bunch of things. Now one of them is oil, okay? But fruit juice does not. So orange juice poured on a fruit will not make it tameable. Okay. Tropicana will not make it tameable. Olive oil is one of them. Now, there's a question. The juice that comes on an olive before pressing, olive is that makes it tamer bowl, yes. Tamer bowl, not tamer, but tamer bowl, right? It has to, it has to touch the tamer thing afterwards, okay? But there's a machloka b'chamayi b'tilel, whether the juice that comes off the olives before, the, before it's pressed, is that called juice or oil? Okay? With b'chamayi saying that it's juice, and Betilel says it, it's oil and therefore you have to have a hole. According to Betilel, you need a hole because it's oil. And if you, you know it's going to be there and you don't make a hole, that means you want it there and it's going to make Tabea okay. And According to Betilel, it doesn't need a hole because anyway, it's only juice. Okay. Okay. And the Gemara ends off that the reason why that, that even though Yochanan Khorni was a student of Bet Shemai, still he always followed Bet Hillel, and Bet Shemai would not need a hole in the barrel because he holds its juice. But still he always followed Bet Hillel, and therefore he waited to hear that there was a hole in the barrel before he took the stuff. Oh, nice, but you know what you see? You see that only this rabbi was always following Bet Hillel. But it sounds like all the other Beit Shammai Nicks did not care about did not care about having a hole in the barrel. So you see that the Shammai guys followed their thing. Yeah, you got it. Got it. Yeah, no. I, 
Again, Bet Shemai says that Bet Shemai says that you don't need a hole because since he holds that the juice of olives okay. is not oil, it's only juice. Like it's like orange juice. So you don't need a hole. Yeah. Who cares? Let it get wet. It's right. orange juice. And Bet you know, it's like olive oil, but you need a hole. Okay. And we're saying the reason why this rabbi didn't eat till he found the hole is because even though he's a Bet Shemaynik, he always followed Bet Yilel. So it sounds like only he only followed Bet Yilel. But his friends, who are also Shemaynik, they would eat it without a hole. Like Bet Shemay. Oh. Got it. Got it? Says the Gemara. Okay. No, the Gemara does not knock off this one. It looks like we got it. But we're going to bring another one. Tashma. Shalut Rabbi Yeshua. They asked Rabbi Yeshua. Tzarat Habat Mahu. Okay, this is one of the most wild stories in the Gemara. Okay, listen to how great this story is, okay? They asked Rabbi Yeshua, what is the law of Tzarat Habat, the co-wife of a daughter? Co-wife of a daughter, our case. That's the okay. famous case we've been arguing about the whole time, right? You have the co-wife of a daughter, Bet Shemai and Bet Yilel. Bet Shemai says she, ma- she should marry Shimon. Okay, co-wife. Co-wife of a daughter. The daughter is... Sh- Ruvain is married to Shimon. daughter okay. and co-wife, Sipora. Okay? If I ask Bet Shemai, who should... When, when Ruvain dies, who should Sipora marry? If I ask Bet Shemai, who should Sipora marry... But let's it. Let's what? Let's her marry who? The brother. Shimon, she correct. Married. And if I ask Betel, who should she marry? She you can't marry. Who should she marry? Uh, some random guy. Without yeah. correct? Yeah. Good, thank you. Now, that's the that's the case. This is the Betchamai Betelel Machloket that we've been talking about all along, okay? Yeah. Okay. So there's a story when they ask Rabbi Shua this question. So what is the law with Sipara? Who should she marry? So he answered them, Machlokhet Bet Shemai Bet Hillel. Machlokhet Bet Shemai Bet Hillel. What do you ask? So they asked him, Valacha Kedivimi. Who's the Halacha like? I'm a little He told him, he says, why are, you stick, why are you making me stick my neck out in between these two big rabbis, Bet Shemai Bet Hillel? He says, I'm scared. I'm scared that maybe the people who married the Shimons, who Tzipor who, who married Shimon, and they had kids, if, who followed Bet Shemai, I'm afraid that these fellows... I'm going to crush my skull if I tell you that we should follow Bet Hillel. Aval but, even though I'm scared, I testify to you, there's two big families in Jerusalem, one of them, and that they are the daughters of, they are the, all the children of someone whose grandmother married Shimon. <laughs> and Bet Hillel says, the Mamzerim. I'll testify that these two families, don't say it so loud, but I'm telling you that these two families that are actually Mamzerim, according to Bet Hillel, that's how we hold. Uh-huh. And Bet Shimon, according to Bet Shimon, did a big mitzvah. 
So the Mishua uh, said that. You got it? If you follow Rabbi Shimon, then they're okay. If you follow Rabbi Shimon, they'll be okay. Now we're asking you, so now from that story, we say, If you tell me that they did it. So that's why, they, that's why he's scared, because he's scared of those families. And also, he's claiming that Rabbi Shimon never did it. Why is he scared? So says the Gemara, Nihi namida asu, Mai matirani bhaamar b'shua, En ramzeh el chayve mitot betin? Where is the question? Wait a second. Rabbi Yeshua holds that you're only a mamzer if you're chayve mitot bedin. Right? But if you're karet, no. But if you're bored from Salativa, where it's where it's only the salat of your brother's wife. So then, it's only a karet, and karet doesn't bring mamzer. So why would they? Why would they beat him up? He's not calling them a mamzer anyway. Mar says, "You're right." He saying, "You're right." He wasn't calling them a mamzer, but even though they're not mamzer, they're still a little bit messed up, and they can't marry a kohen. So. He's not calling him, even Rabbi Shulam, who says you're only Mamzer from Chaimit Batin, but still, yeah. he's calling them Pagum. And how do I know that? Who told you? Maybe it's just nothing. Maybe if only Karet is a Mamzer, maybe this is nothing. I said, I'll tell you how I know. Well, I'll prove it to you from, an, from a widow marrying Kohen Gadol. A, a widow who's only asur on the kohen gadol and not on other people, still, but now pagum her kid can't marry a kohen if an almana marries a kohen gadol. Her kid can't marry a kohen; it's, it's a halal and can't marry a kohen. So, zu she This girl whose isur is equal, everyone is that you know, knows you're not allowed to marry them. Surely you should be asur to kohen. Mary asked the question, wait a second. They asked him, what's the law on Sipora herself? And he's answering them, what's the law on Sipora's kids? After she marries Shimon? Mary says, no. They asked him two questions. What's the law about Tzadot? What's the law? What's the law? What was the law? So he's asking two questions. He's asking, number one, is the law like Bet And secondly, if the law is like Bet what would the Shammai guys say about this case? That's fine. Yeah, that was the question. Oh. Mara says, Lamai Nafki, why would they ask what Bet Shammai would say? Because it would be good. Mara says, Vlad okay, like They way. want to figure out what happens if a guy remarries his ex, according to Bet Because the same Kalvachomer that we said for Bet Shammai, that we said, uh, if Almana to a Kohen Gadol, is, is, the kid is, is uh, uh, halal, surely, an, uh, 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 a guy who remarries his ex, which is Shavel Kol, surely the kid becomes a, uh, not Mazer Chalal who can't marry Kohen. 
Okay. Or more, maybe you could say, Ikalamivri could knock it off by saying, Malamachi Atzma Mitchalot. There's difference by Amana. Because Amana, the Amana herself who marries the Queen Gadol, she herself becomes a sword to marry Kohen. Whereas here it's only the kids and not she herself. The ex by the ex wife. What does Amana mean? Amana's a widow. When a widow marries Queen Gadol, not only are the kids Chalalim, but she herself becomes a Chalala. The girl herself. Whereas over here the ex wife doesn't become a Chalala. So he answered them, Tzarot Mitzyanayan, he, he's, um, but he says, when it comes to, he asks me about whether Tzarot we follow, whether they're allowed to marry Shimon, that I'm scared about. I don't want to answer you. B'nai Tzarot, I could tell you, what the, I'm going to tell you that Bet Shemai, they're kosher to Kuna. Because you see, we allow them to be Kohen Gadots. And therefore, we want to say that the daughter of a guy who remarries his ex-wife is allowed to marry Kohen. So if a guy illegally remarries his ex-wife, the kid can marry Kohen. That's what he wants to say. Okay. Tashma, I'll bring your proof. Another proof that Bet Shemai did his rule. Okay. It says in the Brayta, "Be mayor of Dosim and Horkinus in the days of Dosim and Horkinus, who turat Sarat Abat Achim, that Sarat Abat was allowed to marry the brothers." Hold on, get a little further. It's good. This is yesterday's daf. We're starting yesterday's daf right now. Okay. In the days of Dosim and Horkinus, it says that they allow the Sarat Abat to marry the brothers. Remember, now we see that they did it. It says they allowed him to marry the brothers. You see, they, they did it. Okay. Shmarmana, you're right. Okay, you're right, they did it. We've ended the story. Yes, they did it. Okay, so they followed Bet Shemai. Bet Shemai followed Bet Shemai. We don't follow Bet Shemai, but they did it. Bet Shemai guys did it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Gufa means once you mention the story with Dosim and Hokanus, we're going to tell you the whole story. It's a fascinating story. Listen to the story. Be mayor of Dosim and Hokanus, in the days of Dosim and Hokanus, he tiru tzadabatlachin. They, the Bet Shemai people allowed the Tzadat Abad to marry, marry the Shimons, marry the brothers. Okay? Tzipor okay. married Shimon. V'hayah adabar kashe l'chahamim. The rabbis were upset that it's wrong. M'neshechacham gadol hayah. Because Reb Dosim Hukas was a big rabbi. They heard Reb Dosim Hukas allowed this. And he's a big rabbi. And they were very, very upset about it because there's a big rabbi following Bet Shemai. And someone had to tell him something. V'enav kamu. And at the time, Reb Dosim Hukas was blind. He was a big rabbi and he was blind. He didn't come to the Bet Midash. The rabbi was old, didn't come to the Midash, but they heard that he allowed the, the tzara of, of a daughter to marry to marry the, the brother. Marry Shimon without... Whatever. Marry him, yeah. Make you boom. To make you boom to Shimon. Right? Amru, so they said to each other, Mi'elech v'yodienu, who's going to go tell the big rabbi who's blind that you're not allowed to do that anymore? Amru, Meshua, Ani'elech. Meshua says, I'll go. V'achalav Rabbi Azab Razayah, V'achalav Rabbi Akiva. And together with him was Rabbi Azab Razayah, V'Rabbi Akiva. Three of the five rabbis who were together in the Haggadah, 
So of the five, three, three of them. Okay. Um, so they went. They went and they stood at the door of his house. Right. And the, 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 the maid came and she said, Rebbe, she said, Rebbe, the, 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 the rabbis of the Jews came to you. He said, let them come in. And they came in. He grabbed Yeshua, he sat him down on a golden bed. Amaloi told him, Rebbe, go tell your other students to come in and sit. Amaloi, so he told him, who, who's the other student? My friend Azariah has a son who's a rabbi. He says, Haiti, I was a kid in the days of your father Azariah. Now I'm old in the days of your son Rabbi I didn't see, I never saw a Sadiq being abandoned. Means, look, you're all rich. Tafsu. They, so those are great. He put him down on, on gold bed also. Amalor, Rebbe, in Motor Bishop, tell your other student to sit down. Amalor, Mihu, who's that? Akiva ben Yosef, Rabbi Akiva. So the rabbi that's bringing everybody sit down. He's telling him to sit down on gold beds. Amalor, so he says, Akiva ben Yosef, are you the Akiva ben Yosef? That your name goes from one end of the world to the other. Everyone knows who you are. Shev beni Shev. Sit, my son, sit. This should be more like you in the Chalai style. He's reading them. What? He's like reading them. And... Yes. They started asking him different halakha questions. This one, that one, other ones, different things. Until they got to the case of Tzalatabat, our famous case, right? Of Tzipora marrying Shimon Arat. So they told him, What's the law with the Tzalat Easy one. Like we all know. Okay. Who's the Halakha like? So they told him, We heard in your name. Halakha's like Betchamai. So he told him, Dosa Shematim or Ben Horkinus? Did you hear Dosa Ben Horkinus or you just heard Ben Horkinus? When you heard the law that the, the rabbi is going like Bet Shemai, you heard that Ben Horkinus is doing that or Dosa Ben Horkinus? What did you hear? What does that mean, Dosa? You heard that, you, you guys heard that, that when you heard that someone's going like Bet Shemai, did you hear that Dosa Ben Horkinus? His name was Dosa okay. Ben Horkinus. Did you hear it was Dosa Ben Horkinus or you heard that Ben Horkinus? Followed, Betshemai. So, Amalu Chaye Rebbe Stam Shemanu. No, we just heard Ben Horkinus. We didn't hear Dosa Ben Horkinus. Amalhem Ach Katan Yeshli. He said, "I have a younger brother, Ubechor Satanhu, and he's a real sharp one." The Yonatan Shemo. His name is Yonatan Ben Horkinus. Who mitamide Shemai? He's a student of Shemai. Okay. Be careful. Watch out for him. He doesn't beat you in halachot. He's 
He's got 300 reasons why the, the Tzarat Abat is mutar to marry the brother. So you watch out for him. He's got 300 different reasons why she's allowed. So watch out. But yes, that's my brother you heard, not me. Uh-huh. Brothers hold two different... Yeah. Aval, but Rabbi Dosim continues, not Rabbi Yochanan Menchokras, Rabbi Dosim Menchokras continues and says, Aval mi'id ani alechem, shamayim varetz, but I testify, heaven and earth, that, shal meducha, zeu, yashav chagai hanavi, ve'amal shushat devarim, that... You see this mill over here? There was a mill in that room, I guess. See this mill? On this mill, the Navi Chagai, who lived 200 years before them, sat and he told us some halachot. Navi is telling you halachot. Wow. And one of them was that Sarat Habat is Asur and has to marry Jimmy. That was one of the halachot that we heard. I, I, he's, I'm, I'm, I testify Shemayim Ba'aretz, even though my brother's got his 300 reasons. I testified there was a Navi Chagai, famous Navi from the Navi, who sat on this stone, and he testified three things. And the first one was no, no. that Sarat Abad is not allowed to marry. Like Beit No, like Beit No, Beit says you're allowed to marry the marriage Shimon. Okay. Right? Beit says they have the, 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 no. Beit Shemai says you need Yibum, yeah. and you could marry Shimon. Beit says you don't need Yibum, you're, you're, and, and, you yeah. can ma- and you can marry Jimmy. That's pretty little. Okay. Good. So Chagai sat on the thing, and he said, "Said about Nala. This is major machlokets over here. Okay. Now that was the first thing that Chagai, Chagai said. Three things. All the other two things. He also said, A Jew who lives in Amon and Moab in the nation of Moab have to maser ani on shemitah." This means that. Okay, I'm going to stop over here. We'll do this tomorrow. Amen.